today is a super, super special uh, day. Um, we got, uh, so, well, one of my favorite people on the planet. She's just amazing. Um, um, Cornet Stone is here from South Africa, and her husband Shannon, her, and they used to be uh, just just like you. You know, actually, I think I think they used to sit over here a lot. So all of you are in danger of being sent around the world for the gospel. Uh, um, and uh, and they, they, they literally heard the call of God to go to South Africa, and the work they are doing there uh, is practical and it is supernatural. We regularly uh, um, uh, support them, and they are from here, and they're just like uh, family. And today... Uh, Cornet is going to share a little bit of the, uh, an update with you guys, and also share some of the um, uh, some of the things that the Lord has showed her about this place. Uh, one 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 of the you know one of the gifts that she carries, and what is this ability, this keen ability to hear what the Lord is saying, and so I want you today to tune in your heart like God. Uh, all right, speak to me. That you're not just hearing a story, you're receiving an impartation today to see people's lives changed uh, by the, the gospel. So, Calvary, would you today give a very warm welcome to Cornet Stone? Hi. Um, I'm so happy to be here, and you guys are such a blessing to us, and um, we just love you guys, and we just want to thank you for helping us um, so much in the past, and um, just um, thanks for the tech team there, that's an amazing tech, and your the worship, of course, is amazing. I just want to, I think I'm going to talk about the words first because I don't want that to be watered down <laughs> or me forgetting that. Um, so I just want to say um, be, oh, that we have so much opposition coming here. And um, hi, Shadow. <laughs> um, and so I really felt like God is going to use it in a way or another. And by the way, I also felt what Pastor Addis was feeling about you all there. But I thought, uh, I think it's because you're so tall and in the front. <laughs> so um, so uh, when I was praying, coming here, um, I felt like God is saying, I'm giving you four angels to go with you. Um, and then I realized I was speaking at four different churches. So I feel like the one for this church is, is, was called Luke. The, the angels had very interesting names, except, I mean, not that Luke is not interesting, <laughs> but, you know, but I felt like um, Luke was the angel that was coming to this church, and Luke means, uh, Luke actually, you know, the disciple was, was a doctor. So that kind of, um, kind of connects to the word God has for Calvary about healing, um, also is the giver of life. So also, um, your worship pastor is called Luke, um, and so that's awesome. And I really think that the healing that Calvary is going to impart is, um, has to be led by worship. The worship is to go in front 
and then healing will follow. And um, for Pastor Luke, I just, um, I just think God has his hand on him so much. And this time, when we were pray, uh, praising, worshiping, I saw this wheel within a wheel kind of thing, um, this big ball that was spinning and spinning, and um, it had these um, knives, um, almost like uh, that released from it. It was like it was out of control during worship, and oh, there you are. Um, and then it was splattering from the ball, and then these knife-like things were cutting chains as worship was going on, and um, and the chains that was cut was like chains that was really difficult to break otherwise. Um, chains that was on people for a long time, um, like emotional, something that's not seen with the eyes. Um, Post-traumatic stress, depression, that kind of thing. Um, so, um, so I just really felt like I'm, I, I should talk about that. And then also, I, I felt like you were just, um, there's a calling on your life and it has to do with your ears, like hearing supernatural stuff, like God is going to tell you things that will unlock doors. Um, so you were kind of sticking out for me. <laughs> um, also, this is weird, but I felt like I just got the word azul in my head. I know, I know it's the Spanish word, right, for blue. Um, I don't know what that means, but maybe that means something to somebody. I know that because of Dora the Explorer. And, <laughs> and, and um, I also had a feeling that there's somebody in, in church that, um, that is supposed to go uh, run for council or in some kind of political position of authority. Um, I don't know who you are, but I think if you feel it's you, we should pray for you afterwards. Um, it's like God wants to raise you up in a, in a civil position. And I almost feel um, it's a Spanish-speaking person. I don't know, maybe it's the Azul that's haunting me. Um, then also I felt like for Miss Stacy, um, I just felt like God was like, um, taking a burning coal and touch your lips with that. I, I just really felt like God was going to say to you that you're at the right place at the right time, that you're pleasing to him, and that he will um, elevate your status. Um, I just think it's very important for us to know that she is at the right place at the right time. I don't know why that's an issue. but um, So also... <laughs> From then, I um, I just when I prayed for Calvary, I felt like I saw uh, like a hospital, like almost like a World War II kind of hospital. This old building, um, it had a clock tower, um, so it kind of stood out. And that's something that I didn't think of in the first service. That I think people will be drawn from outside. It will stick out. Um, the clock tower would be like saying, yeah, there's healing here, but also it's time-sensitive. Um, in that 2020 will be the time to establish 
healing in this community, in this church. This is not a normal just healing prayer. It will be um, more than natural, more than just a prayer service, more than just the healing service. It will be, you will be known for healing. Um, but you have to harness it. You have to, um, you have to embrace it. Um, because God's um, kingdom will be established from this church because of all the healing. Um, and then when I walked through the hospital, there was like um, wards, and so there would be infusions going into people. And um, I was thinking maybe it's the patients, but in fact, it was the healers that got the infusions to restore your pH. Um, because nothing can grow in a bad pH. Uh, when we, we need in, to be infused from God to, so that we can bear fruit, so we can have the right pH, so things can grow in us, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, so we need to stay connected, I think. The thing is also that we need to be connected at all times um, because nobody can, um, can heal. You don't have the ability to heal, and neither do I. Um, we can try our best, but only God can heal. But the good news is that that means everybody can do it. All you have to do is be connected. All you have to do is be humble and know that it's God that's doing the healing. Right. And don't feel pressure to, you know, if you feel like, heal somebody, pray for healing, just do it. Um, if they get healed, hallelujah. If they don't get healed, it's not your problem. It's not you. You don't have to feel guilty about it. And the same goes for um, word of knowledge. If God gives you a word of knowledge, it doesn't mean that um, you can't ever make a mistake. People make mistakes. Even the amazing people from Bethel and wherever, they make mistakes sometimes. Just do it. Just be obedient. Because the, the, the most important thing for you is to be stay connected and to be obedient. Um, so get out there. I think that Walmart is just scary. <laughs> I think that I'm just so glad God didn't call me to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm glad to talk to witch doctors. <laughs> but some of you are called to Walmart and Publix, and, and I pray for you. So, <laughs> so, um, um, Alex, we can start with the photos. Um, this is our church. Uh, it's a little shack. And it's so warm in the um, summer extremely cold in the winter, and we have mostly children as our um, churchgoers. It's about 100 to 150 children. Um, that's Shannon, my husband, who is looking after our ministry. Um, and that is, um, no, I forgot her name. Um, she, her mom is a Sangoma, and she's just really on fire for God. Um, and it's amazing how God so many of our children have um, sangomas for aunties and uncles and mommies. Witch 
which doctors, <laughs> Sankoma, which doctor, same thing. Um, so, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So her mom is a, a witch doctor, and so um, that's a, just an amazing way where God is doing a sneak attack to get the word into these homes. Um, Anderson's praying for children to be healed, uh, uh, no, filled with the spirit right there. And that little guy is also, his mom is a Sangoma, witch doctor, um, and he's just so full of life. He loves worship. Um, and that's Maria. She's one of our translators. It's inside. Um, and that's also inside the church. And just to give you an idea, <laughs> we are kind of in tight quarters. And this is one of our food um, spots. The little guys always come and clean the pots for us afterwards. We have three different food spots. Um, and that's Miriam. She's one of the disciples and a cook and a translator, she just uh, does everything. That's May Elizabeth. She's across the school. Um, the Catholic Church is, help, uh, is um, allowing us to use their facility and doesn't put boundaries on us. We can preach the Holy Spirit. And uh, she's the voice of authority there. <laughs> um, that's the children standing in line for pea soup. Uh, they bring their own bowls so that... Uh, we don't have to do the dishes, and that's another food spot. <laughs> another, some old food. Uh, that's one of the witch doctors. Uh, she's a granny to several children in our, um, in our church. Her, um, we went in to visit her to bring jackets to her children or grandchildren. Uh, and then we realized she's a Sangoma. Turning out, she's the matriarch of the Sangomas in the area. She's like the mother of all. It's very maternal. Uh, Wish doctors is very maternal. They feel like it's passed through the female line. Um, so she did not accept Christ, but she did pull out a little leaflet from a, a drawer that somebody gave her years ago. So... Uh, Again, I want to encourage you to sow those seeds whenever you can. doesn't matter if you can't see fruit today or tomorrow or next week. Um, the seed will grow. It's not your responsibility. Your job is just to sow it. Um, she did not accept Christ. She threw us out of the house. But um, <laughs> her son accepted Christ. And her son uh, got filled with his spirit and got healed. He was bedridden. And um, then uh, I have a photo of her son later on. And then he, he was able to work in the garden and stuff afterwards. Um, that little girl, uh, her mom got burnt in front of her, burnt alive. So she kept on seeing her in the spirit. And um, the demonic is so uh, clear there. And they, you know, the demons just act like, the ancestors of these children and these people to, um, to kind of confuse them and bring power and fear. And her, every time she would see her dead mother, she would have a, um, like a seizure. And um, then it, it took weeks for us to pray through that. And finally, she stopped seeing her dead mother and she stops uh, getting the seizures. And she's, uh, actually, the cool thing about her is that now she's living with other 
family in another town, so that was good. She needed to be removed from the people that um, burned her mom, so that's good. Um, that's Miriam again. We are doing house-to-house -house visits. It's really important for us. I uh, really love it because it helps us see the, the strongholds inside the, home, the homes and the houses. Uh, that little guy, um, he had like beads all around him. In the Suju culture, um, when a child is born, they would put beads on them uh, to protect them from, from evil spirits and keep them healthy. Um, but then many times these children from birth is then bound because the witch doctors actually bless those beads. And so they are already in bondage from day one. So this is one of our things. We try to let the moms cut those beads off. He was getting seizures as well, but the minute we cut the beads off, not the minute, I don't know, the day. Um, <laughs> he stopped having seizures and he never had seizures since then. Uh, that's another little girl worshiping. And that's one of our Bible studies. We have two Bible studies. Um, one of them, they're really keen. Uh, Bibles is so precious to them. It's very expensive in South Africa. And our children loves praying and worshiping. That's one of them. And that little lady, the story around her is that um, we went to visit her house like two years ago. And her son is a witch doctor. And um, we wanted to speak to him. He wouldn't hear it. Um, he, there was paraphernalia in his house. He wouldn't remove it. Um, then... You know, two years, he's never there when we go and visit. His wife, though, joined the Bible study, and she's amazing. Um, but then two years later, we went and visit. Um, and then, she, well, first of all, he was there for a change. And I, God gave me a word of knowledge for him that he had a pain in his stomach. And he was like, how did you know that? And then I, re uh, I explained that the Holy Spirit revealed it. And he was just amazed. And he did have a pain right there where I said. And, uh, and then he said, you know what's amazing is that even though I wear this attire pointing to his head with all the beads, the witch doctor beads, and he's pointing to his clothes. And he said, even though I, I pray to the ancestors, God loves me so much that he gives you that word for me. And it was such a revelation for him. That was the most important thing that he heard, that God cares about him, even though he's not walking with him. And then um, he didn't quite accept Christ yet, but he did pray, and he, we prayed for him, and he did get healed. Um, yeah, and then when we went back, um, we found his little mom there, the old lady you saw a little while ago, just previously. And um, she has never heard the name Christ or Jesus before. So, um, and she has never heard about the Holy Spirit. She thought it was um, ancestral spirits. But she accepted Christ. She was so, um, and she was filled with the Spirit. And then she was so sore and so um, full of pain that she couldn't walk outside the house. But then after she prayed to accept Christ, when I saw again that picture you saw earlier, um, is after she went to get water for herself. 
she was just walking around and every second verse, oh, verse, every second sentence would be, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> this guy um, is the son of this, uh, the witch doctor you saw in the beginning with all the beads and the hair. Uh, and that, he was bedridden for several weeks, if not months. I couldn't really get it. Um, and then we prayed for him. He accepted Christ and got healed in the next picture. That's him working in the garden. <laughs> yeah, I uh, that little girl had a stri- um, her eyes were unable to focus. Um, and uh, she, was, she couldn't walk. She couldn't see enough to walk on her own. She had to be led. So we prayed for her. And then her eyes then... Got to, <laughs> to be in alignment. Yeah. And she can't see perfect, but she can see enough to run down the street to say hi. Uh, those two ladies accepted Christ, was filled with the Spirit, and, um, and they got healed on the spot because uh, the one had a back issue and the other one had depression. And as we prayed, they were filled with the Spirit. She felt um, something left her out of her back, and then her pain was gone. And the left one, uh, her, she was just filled with joy that she said she was never so happy in her life. So, so the thing is, um, I think, how much time do I have? Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be quick. Um, that the culture is sometimes so bonding, uh, what's the word, um, that we can easily say, oh, it's, it's a cultural thing. So like these um, moms, they say, uh, well, these beads is just a cultural thing. Um, and the Muji we take is a cultural thing. We visit this, uh, no, they are visiting the witch doctor because the healthcare is so terrible and they have no other way um, so they kind of pushed into th- that direction. But um, we easily can look at something and say, it's okay because it's cultural. Um, but those beads are all like prayed for or uh, a ritual was performed over them by witch doctors. So what we're trying to do is break that thought Say you are amazing, yeah. you are strong and a powerful culture. Your culture is important, but let's separate your culture from um, the bondage. Because it's like the enemy has these sneaky ways to come in and say, oh, no, no, it's everybody cool does it. Everybody in, in the West, everybody dressed like that. This is an amazing video game. It's okay. Everybody yeah. plays it. And watch, um, you know, be careful what your eyes see, like that one song. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like I need to warn you that a lot of the movies that's just awesome and so exciting and made by beautiful people, um, they have witchcraft in it. And, yeah. it's a, and the enemy is using it to tell a beautiful story but it's sneaking it in there. And when my children look at something like uh, Black Panther 
and see how they talked to their ancestors and see how he had to go down in the earth and then come back up. Um, then, then they think, oh, you know, if he does it, and look at him, he's amazing, um, it should be okay for me. So our children is our um, inheritance and we need to protect them. Um, if, if they watch a movie like that, just talk to, to them about it afterwards. Explain, oh yeah, this is all good. And we want to empower um, these parts, but this is something we need to be aware of. Yeah. But so many movies out there has witchcraft in it and ancestral spirits. Everybody talks to ancestral spirits. And, right. and, because, and because in the West people are not really familiar with it, then it's, it's out there. But it's demonic. Right. So just be careful. And, um, and then, you know, God has also been talking to me about kindness and the words and using our kind words to empower people. Um, like this um, story I heard about this uh, coach of a ball game. I don't know which one it is. Maybe you guys know. But um, a little girl, 12 years old, was singing a song and she got scared. Of course, you all have lots of people watching these bull guys, and she got so nervous, and the coach stood beside her um, and said, come on, you can do it, and then she was able to sing again, and I feel like that's my calling, and that's your calling, to empower our children. We have to stand beside them and make them feel important, and make them feel like they can do it, and strengthen them, uh, and not discourage them. And even the children that is not ours. Uh, we have to be so careful to hurt people with our words and not having kindness. Um, because I see there's so many people who's amazing people who um, uh, uh, they they just say mean things <laughs> to, uh, to children. And so these people like, for instance, uh, I don't know, I'm just gonna say the Me Too movement um, and, and the Greenpeace people and those guys, they may not, you may not agree with them and you may not see eye to eye with them and you may think they're silly but if you say something negative to them, you hurt them. And they feel like, okay, if a Christian is like that, I don't want anything to do with Christ. Be very careful in using your words that you think it's righteous, but it push people away from Christ. Right. Um, it's our job to just stand and next to our children, the ones without a voice, the ones that doesn't look like us, doesn't believe like us, uh, and in the womb, the ones in the womb that doesn't have a voice either. We need to stand and be kind. Because I feel like kindness is a lost art. It's a lost fruit, uh, fruit of the spirit. And I um, just want to read Colossians 3. I have it on my iPad because my eyes isn't, <laughs> I can stretch it really big. Um, 
So Colossians 3, verse 12 to 14. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on the heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anybody, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Um, and just so, you know, use that kindness, use your words, which is really powerful, especially in worship form, um, just to attract people to Christ rather than to say, you're bad, you're silly. Um, is there anything else, Pastor? I um, I can't really follow my notes because <laughs> it's like they're jumping around, so I, I just have to kind of hear what the Holy Spirit is saying usually. Uh, it's one of the things that I just felt like reminding you of is that Je when Jesus um, was on earth, he really kind of hung out with people that was disagreeable. And so we shouldn't be scared to hang out with disagreeable people. No, don't <laughs> let them affect us uh, or uh, put on their garments or something. Just um, don't be scared of them. Um, and also, uh, just want to really encourage Calvary to pray for healing and to know that you're not perfect and we're not thinking you are. <laughs> and and you, you just have to be obedient. 